Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Claire Oops. And this is yet another edition of The Nightly Morning Show. Today is March 21st, 2022, and we get Nerdy Nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Yeah. That is right. This is The Nightly Morning Show, and it is a show that starts with one question and one question only, which is, how you doing, Clarus? Uh, it, we had a long weekend. We had a, we had a long weekend. We had a long weekend. My, like, I, I, I feel all right, but, like, my voice is very tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we spoke to a lot of, like, really cool people. We were at Toronto Comic Con all weekend. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was great. It was great. But it definitely, like, takes a lot out of you, you know? Uh, yes. Yeah. It takes its toll. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, you know, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Cute. Um, that was a cute sneeze. Uh, thankfully the, uh, the master's still on. So I feel like the con crud did not make its way into our bodies. Um, but I'm sh- also kind of looking forward to the days when those masks are off and maybe I do feel a little con crud after uh, a three day, uh, venture into con. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How you doing? Um, I am, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I played a lot of Elden Ring in my free time this weekend. Sure did. And that game is just, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's lot. one way to describe it, yes. Um, you know what, we're actually going to start there today, oh. wildly enough. Oh. Because um, I want to talk to y'all about some bad Elden Ring takes that I see on the internet a lot. That's right, this morning we're going to start off with some controversy uh, but not really controversy. What? Just me being like, yo, if you like Elden Ring, calm down. It's good. Here's my, here's, here's my take, okay? It's a really good game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you're wrong, necessarily, mm-hmm. in saying that it's great constantly online. But, like, calm down with the, like, it's so good that no other video game has any value conversation. Yeah. Because this is what I'm starting to get really tired of. And, and doing it in ways that are about aspects of Elden Ring that are not the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, and and not even that are not the best about Elden Ring, but are things that Elden Ring isn't interested in focusing on. Yeah. For instance, I've seen a lot of people saying that the storytelling in Elden Ring is perfection. It doesn't exist. There's, But it's, there's no storytelling, right? No. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> There was a response to a tweet I read this morning where someone was like, I really like Elden Ring. But I wish that it had more storytelling. Yeah. And a response to that tweet was, there's a three-minute video at the beginning of the game. What do you mean there's no storytelling? And I was like, there's, there, a, there's a backstory. What? <laughs> what? What is your argument? not that, yeah. And, and and so the, the take <laughs> that I want to calm down is just like, you can like the game. Yeah. You can say it's a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. But please stop with mm-hmm. the like, this is the only thing of value in the gaming industry now. Because yeah. it's not true. Mm-hmm. Horizon Forbidden West has better storytelling. Mm-hmm. I am more addicted to Elden Ring. I'm enjoying Elden Ring more. But I still think Horizon Forbidden West is an incredible game. And the emotional storytelling of Horizon Forbidden West far outpaces Elden Ring's lore dumps and, you know, document reading, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean that I'm saying, like, Elden Ring is bad or Horizon is bad. I'm just saying that they're different games yeah. who are trying to accomplish different things, mm-hmm. and they both have an incredible amount of value despite what your shitty take says. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was, I think it was Alana Pierce I saw tweeted was, like, um, something along the lines of, 
There's literally Elden Ring discourse 24-7. Oh, it's like, crazy. Why? Yeah. And people are like, people are like, well, what do you mean? She's like, people just will not stop about like we she's like, we've talked about it, and it's just people just seem to keep saying the same things over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Well, and and you can't have a take about anything else right now without somebody popping up in your replies to say that like, well, that doesn't matter because Elden Ring is great. And it's yeah. like, I don't, I'm not talking about Elden Ring right now, but yeah. cool. I'm, I'm glad you like it. I Happy love it. Happy for you. Yeah. I love the game. I am obsessed with it. I'm having so much fun with it. And yet, <laughs> I can still enjoy other things at the moment. Yep. You're allowed. And, it, you know, it goes back to the same people who are like, you know, we had someone in our comments of our YouTube videos recently who was like, well, you know, I just wanted to t- check in and make sure that you don't have a Marvel bias. And I'm like, no, I like Marvel movies. Like and Marvel and movies. and that's a bad thing to some people, that I like them. Yeah. I also like DC movies quite a bit. I also like other movies. <laughs> I also like movies that don't have superheroes in them. There's it's the lots shocking of, to like... people that there are people who just, like, enjoy generally cinema and are not constrained to this box of, like, no, I like this thing, and yeah. so that other thing is bad. Yeah, which I, I, I don't understand. I, like, you can, you can enjoy more than one thing at a time throughout your life. But there are some people who just seem determined to, like, put that wall up for themselves. I regularly enjoy two things at the same time. Like, literally, I have played yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 while watching the Flash TV show and enjoyed them both. Mm-hmm. That that Like, that is how deep my love for both franchises go. They can't even conflict with each other in the moment. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I just, I, I found the Elden Ring discourse to start to be the worst thing about Elden Ring. And... It's unfortunate because the only place I'm enjoying the game is in the game. I cannot enjoy it anywhere else because the people who like it so much that they have to shit on literally everything else mm-hmm. are, are just exhausting yeah. and wrong. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have a good story. It, no, it doesn't. And like that's from those trailers, the reason that I was like, I'm going to be playing Elden Ring when it comes out was because I was like, this looks like it has a really like interesting world and like cool storytelling and that's not what it was at all Mm -hmm. which is why it was so like which is why i didn't like it you know i I felt like i don't know and everyone was like it's like a souls like game but i didn't mean that i I didn't know that meant it was like the literal souls universe i was like oh it's souls like so Mm -hmm. it's like hades where you know you you die and you go back and you have to like do it better that's fine but i didn't like I, I don't know. I think that the marketing for it really, like, screwed a lot of people. I, I saw tons of tweets, you know, the week after it came out being like, I'm sending this back because this is not what I thought it was yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. And which I agree with, right? Like, if yeah. you're not enjoying it, don't play it. Yeah. It's, like, it's a game that is, like, it's frustrating and long. Yeah. And if it's not, if it's not bringing you joy, and it's the same thing we say about our content, right? Like, mm-hmm. if we stop being entertaining to you, don't watch us. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's no obligation to be here. We are, yeah. our job is to bring some entertainment. We'd like to bring some news. We'd like to bring some facts. We'd like to bring, like, a, a, a healthy perspective to mm-hmm. nerddom. But at the same time, like, if you don't like being here, don't be here. And if you don't like being in Elden Ring, don't be there. Yeah. Th- that's said for everything. Being a DC fan does not mean that you have to watch all eight seasons of The Flash. I do. I don't know why. There are seasons I don't like. I do not listen to my own advice, admittedly. However, um, I like it season eight so far. I, I think they've done a good job of bringing it back. But my point is like, like what you like, dislike what you dislike, and sh- just shut up about it. 
Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't be that person. You know. Yeah, we're we're pretty good about like we make our video about something and then that's it. I don't talk about it again. My video's up. If you want to know what I think, maybe my opinions will change over time and I'll like tweet that out. But like for the most part, I, I move on because there's there's other stuff coming out and it's okay to move on. Elden Ring is great. It is it is not the single greatest video gaming achievement of all time. But well, it's great, and I love it, and that that is that's good enough. Yeah, and there's a lot of people saying uh, like talking about, and this is this one is a little bit more subjective, mm -hmm. and that's okay. There's a ton of people who are like this is the most beautiful looking game I've ever seen, and I'm like I think it looks not great. You did not get far enough into the game. There are moments. Uh, I played admittedly, for over an hour and over an hour. Okay, I should see a, like what the scope of the game. Can no, be. that you played one hour. You played 88 minutes yeah. of a easily 100-hour video game. You've played sure. one, you you played literally If the first hour, if the first hour does not look good, like, because I because those trailers were so beautiful, and if the first hour, like, doesn't look great, I'm kind of like, well. Sure, like, the, the, the graphic quality is not the greatest, but the world's design makes up for that, in my opinion. Okay. And, and as you explore more areas and you realize just how many different biomes and different, like, kinds of worlds you get to go to mm -hmm. the first time you go to the big underground world and see the scope of an optional side area that does that ha it has no value other than the fact that it is there mm -hmm. and to explore it and is not a part of the main quest at all like that kind of aspect of the game is incredible and beautiful okay. i will say however that once you get past a certain point the game falls off a little bit there there there's like there's a high high Mm -hmm. um that i've hit and then the exploration is kind I'm, I'm kind of done exploring but there's still so much area left and right. the area is less interesting after a certain point right um i don't want to spoil anything for people who aren't no, there no, yet of course um uh, and when i finally do beat the game i'm going to put out a full review of the entire thing uh where i talk about the whole game yeah um, but i'm not going to do that until i beat melenia so who knows when that video will come out <laughs> that is our thoughts on elden ring yeah uh, i yeah just stop being mean about just just enjoy it. Like it. Yeah. It's great. But like, you don't can... be mean to people who don't. Like, Yeah, exactly. Um, um, before I move on, I just want to say a quick hello. Hi, chat. Good morning. Happy Monday. And uh, thanks for being here. We're going to throw oh. over to our ads really quick here because we get to announce, y'all, big news. Big news. Uh, Nerdy Nightly right now is uh, sponsored by... HelloFresh. HelloFresh, the meal kit delivery service that you've heard of a million times if you listen to podcasts like this one, yeah. because it is a check mark on the road to being a successful podcast that HelloFresh reaches out and goes, hi, you have you have achieved a, a, a certain level of respect. Yeah. You are now welcome to shill for us for a month. <laughs> um, and shill for them we will, because I... Because we actually really love it. Yeah. We, we, we ordered HelloFresh for the very first time like a couple of days before the sponsorship came mm -hmm. through. So we've made three meals with HelloFresh so far. They've been really easy, really, really tasty, and mm -hmm. also kind of customizable. There's certain things that I don't like, can't have. I've been able to juggle things around a little bit, mm -hmm. and they make it super straightforward with the instructions. Um, and yeah, we're getting our second box sometime today with a few more meals so in excited. it. So excited. So we'll let you know how that goes. We're going to have definitely a cooking stream to promote it, um, show you guys kind of what's up. Um, we also got like a chocolate zucchini bread yeah. that we're going to make. We're going to so. do a baking, we're going to do a cooking baking stream with our HelloFresh. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Some, next week. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So we have, we have a big goal. Yeah, we, we have a big old we goal. We have a big old goal for HelloFresh. However, if we hit it, if we hit this goal, we are going to do a full Clarus Mix Up the News 
nightly morning episode. It won't be our like normal Monday episode. It will be like a side, uh, a, a separate episode. Because mm -hmm. um, we we still do want to cover the news for that week. But uh, yeah, we we will we will be presenting uh, full Clarice makes up the news if we hit fifty signups for HelloFresh. You mm -hmm. get sixteen free meals if you sign up. So like. Honestly, it's a really good deal. Yeah, 16 um, free meals plus three surprise gifts. Uh, yeah. What those are, I, I don't know. They could be anything. They could be uh, a recipe for some chocolate zucchini bread uh, and ingredients to make that like what we got. Yeah. yeah 16 yeah. free gifts. Or no, sorry. 16 free meals, three free gifts, all if you go to the code that I just dropped in the chat. It's going to be in the description down below. And it's also going to be in the podcast notes. If you are listening to this everywhere, podcasts are downloaded at a later date. Mm -hmm. Go to HelloFresh.com using our link. Use our code POGSE. 3330 again that's p o g s e 3330 and uh check out for your free food uh and and just the and really good food it's just good food it is yeah yeah it's good food packaged well and easy to make like how can you complain about that and honestly um we 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 like to buy like fresh fruit and vegetables and stuff yes, and so totally. it's not even more expensive no, no, like it's their markup is not bad. I, I honestly think that the price is is pretty reasonable. Yeah, um, and I think that it's because they can buy so much bulk that, that yeah. like they, their business model makes it easy for them to do that. Yeah, but also I, I was I was I'm, I was just surprised at how little marked up the food felt considering how much we get how much we're paying per meal. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's super reasonable. Mm -hmm. And if um if you have problems with portion control like us. Mm -hmm. This is kind of the perfect thing because it, it gives you the exact portion and uh, and then you know if you want to snack before bed you have a snack before bed. Yeah, and if you do have any dietary restrictions, anything like that, uh, HelloFresh is very easy to work with in their system to make mm -hmm. sure you get meals uh, that work for you. Again, that's code POGSE3330 at HelloFresh.com mm -hmm. if you want to get those free meals. And let's get back to our show. Mm -hmm. Do you want to say uh, hello, uh, Nick? Welcome on in. Um, it's probably going to be your worst nightmare. I'm a very messy cook. Um, <laughs> yes, Clarus cannot. So I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Clarus does not. Um, Clarus does not clean our kitchen, for the most part. I do the majority of the kitchen cleaning, mm -hmm. and so when she's cooking, she doesn't think about keeping the food in the saucepan or in the. I thing. do. And so she just gets I food do. all over the oven. Every single time lies she cooks. and slander. It, I try there is, not to. There is in no way a lie or a slander in what I just said. You said there I don't not... think about it, which I do. <laughs> I do think about it. All right. I'm not good at it. So uh, is what you're thinking? Oh, nerdy will clean this up. No, I'm like, uh, oops. Yeah, I'm gonna call BS on that, y'all. It's time to get into our first story. Not our first story. We already we've been talking for uh, 14 minutes. Uh, it's time to get into our title story today, which is that Christopher Lloyd, the legendary actor and Doc Brown himself from Back to the Future, is joining The Mandalorian season three in an unnamed role. Obviously, this is exciting for so many reasons, mostly mm -hmm. because Christopher Lloyd is a national treasure who must be protected at all costs. Yeah. But Clarus, the question I have to ask is, who's he playing? Well. Or who would you want him to play? Obviously, because he's probably playing a new character, but. Uh, he's gonna play. He's gonna play the uh, one of the previous uh leaders of Mandalore. Oh, you think he's gonna be like uh, a, a like a Tarvisla kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing that you said. I don't know. I feel like he's 
got to be like semi important. So um, yeah, I could I could see him being uh, a, a Tarvisla or, or like you know like a um, so, someone from Mandalore who's still around. I, I would really enjoy that actually to see well, Christopher Lloyd in Mandalorian armor. And maybe he has to teach uh, Din how to use the dark saber. Oh, so you think he? Well, then he'd probably be like a Jedi. There no. aren't there aren't there are not many Mandalorians who can wield the dark saber. Yeah, well, but actually, that's not true in Clone Wars. It's it's like the thing where 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 it's like it's a it's gonna be like a mental block, right? So it's gonna be someone who is old and wise, and mm-hmm. he's old and wise. So I think he's going to be playing Doc Brown. I think mm-hmm. the Delorean shows up mm-hmm. and he gets out and he's like, "What year is it?" And this is going to be the first Marty. time <laughs> where we as Star Wars fans understand how this is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Because he is going to go back in time to the Star Wars universe from 1988. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Doc Brown is going to show up, and he's going to be like, "Mando, what's that?" <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We'll go yeah, with that. They're going to completely destroy Star Wars by final the answer. Um, no, I think I, I, I was. Expe- I thought maybe Jedi actually. Um, really? I yeah, I think that like. I think that he's going to be playing someone who he's either going to be like a Peli, like um, Amy Sedaris's character, where he's like in there to be. It's going to be fun and funny, and like you know, there will be some like Easter eggy hints at Back to the Future. Right? Maybe he has a spaceship that is like the DeLorean of the Star Wars universe. You know? Yeah. Or so he'll, he'll be like a comedy part for one episode, or he's going to be like a wise kind of like guru character for Grogu mm-hmm. to find a like middle path between being a Jedi and being a Mandalorian. He's going to play a, a fully grown uh, Grogu. <laughs> the season flashes forward and it's just Christopher Lloyd painted green. Yeah, no, it's perfect. But also shrunken down to be the size of Yoda. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just walking around. He's going to be really spry. That would be awful. That would that would be that would be a nightmare. <laughs> That'd be the worst thing they could possibly oh, yeah. do. And, and that's tough, right? Like, there's there isn't a lot. I I hope that it's a significant part. Like, I hope it's not like a like one scene thing. Christopher Lloyd, I I just I love him so much, and I think that the more of him we get, the happier I'm gonna be. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just so exciting to get him into Star Wars. I think that this is such a great casting, and I love the you know you could say Mandalorian has had some stunt casting. Amy Sedaris, you know, mm-hmm. is is one of the big ones that comes to mind. But at the same time, Timothy Oliphant even is competent, right? Yeah. Um, playing a a sheriff in a outlaw town. His same character from um, is it Justified? I don't know. Um, I think it's called Justified. Uh, and so I, I I can get like the stunt casting of it all, but he's such a good actor, and it's just gonna bring me a lot of joy when he shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, In other news, I wanted to bring up some good news uh, around the Ukraine situation. Uh, As everyone knows, there is an awful war going on in Ukraine right now, led by the uh, just garbage human being that is Vladimir Putin. Uh, But in some nerd-related good news, uh, thanks to the deals on Humble Bumble... Sorry, take two. Thanks to the deals on Humble Bundle, and uh, there's another one. Um, I need to pull it up because I can't remember the name. Uh, but collectively, the two deals have raised $12 million uh, for Ukraine. 
Uh, and so I just want to, oh, the itch.io bundle and the humble bundle uh, have collectively raised over $12 million for the situation in Ukraine. And, you know, the, the nerd community can be toxic. It can be difficult to deal with sometimes. There's a lot of negatives in it. But at the same time, there are times when we do manage to come together for a good cause mm -hmm. uh, and for the righteous cause in this case. And I think that it is just nice to celebrate nerds uh, bringing some positivity into the world after I spent 10 minutes complaining about them talking about Elden Ring. Um, hey, there's the where it's a many faceted community, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, or fortunately, you know, the, 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 the good sides definitely lately far outshine the, the bad sides. I think, mm -hmm. you know, when people come together to support something like this, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, and I know I've watched uh, a lot of streamers do like raising charity for, um, different, um, well, for Ukraine and in mm -hmm. different aspects of that. Um, and it's 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 pretty incredible what we can do when we all come together. So yeah, and you know it, it is still tough, right? It, it's that tough thing of like raising money for the situation feels like such a like unimportant part of this, um, but it will be beneficial, I think. I think so. Um, and you know it, it is important to try and keep hope in these times and and try and yeah. remember that this is going to end. I believe that this is going to end, and we're going to have to you know rebuild the country and and be there for people of Ukraine on the other side of this. Yeah. And uh, I just, I hope that we can do that soon. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, is, uh, is there anything more you want to say about that? No. No, I, I, yeah. I, I, it's, 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 it's like a, it's just a really like nice thing to see after all of this crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hopefully all of that money is able to get into the hands of the people who need it most. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. Uh, in some less fun news, let's talk about Disney's copyright. Or sorry, D Disney. <laughs> Destiny. Destiny's copyright seems to have gone AWOL uh, and has been striking out at videos uh, that don't seem to... Uh, um, what is Destiny? Destiny's a video game made by Bungie. Oh. That is a like live service game. And okay. so uh, some creators within that community who are known as music archivists, uh, they have been saving music from the game that is in parts of the game that are no longer playable, right? So as Destiny has kind of built out its live service game, there are areas of the game that have been shut down. Right. And so music archivists have taken the sounds and songs of those parts of the game and put them on YouTube. And those started to get taken down. And so people thought that maybe Bungie was... Uh, striking out at the creators who were who were not trying to profit off of the game, who were just trying to keep parts of the game alive that they love. Right. Uh, and then the copyright strike started to hit everything that had any Destiny music in it, including uh, Destiny-owned videos. Oh. And so there seems to be a problem within the copyright system right now in regards to Destiny videos. What? And uh, Bungie has come out and mm -hmm. clarified that this is not them. They have not stricken these videos. They have not taken them down. And they're trying to figure out what's going on, and they don't know. Oh, my God. And this is what makes it really fun to be a content creator. Um, At any point, your livelihood could be snatched away. <laughs> yeah, especially for the, like, you know, obviously you and I are not full-time Destiny uh, players. <laughs> I played Destiny 2 when it first came out. but I've never played. I imagine the game is nothing like that anymore. Mm -hmm. But the idea that you can, you know, you can have this relationship with a company where 
you're going to put their music in your videos because you're playing their game and they say that's fine and they're enjoying it. And sometimes they even share your videos because, you know, you are a positive member of their community who is, yeah. you know, promoting their product. Uh, and then all of a sudden one day the AI goes AWOL and you lose all of your revenue and you lose your channel. Oh, people have lost their channel. It only takes three strikes. Yeah. So it if only they have takes... more than three videos that get struck. Yeah. Blech. And so hopefully because Bungie is aware of this and is uh, working to figure out what's going on, uh, this will all be able to be undone. Um, but, you know, there's always a toll in all of this. Mm -hmm. And that's that's going to be a difficult thing for people to deal with um, yeah. in terms of their channels, in terms of the community, uh, in terms of the, you know, the, the faith in the copyright system that is already almost gone. You it's, know? There's nothing there to it. Like I, I had a problem with using I, 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 I had used DMCA free music, like very explicitly said yeah. for my L.A. vlog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it got. It got copyright struck. And I was like, wait, what? I'm sorry, what? How? Like, it, like, the music was very clearly advertised for what it was. And mm -hmm. it was some random company. I believe the same company that copy struck PewDiePie's own song. On, yeah, on a PewDiePie video. Yeah. yeah. So PewDiePie wrote a song, made a video about it, and someone tried to copyright strike it. And he's like, what the hell? This is my song. When I Googled the name of the company that claimed my video, that's what came up. Yeah. Um, and so I disputed it and almost immediately it was retracted. But if you don't dispute it, yeah. because you're worried, because here's the thing, if you dispute it and you're wrong, it is a strike against your channel and three well, it's strikes not if you're out. wrong. If you dispute it and the company who you dispute it to yeah. pushes the issue, you get a strike. You, yeah. Whether you're right or wrong. And then right. in order to undo the strike, you have to take that company to court. To court. Like the system is incredibly. It's bonkers. Favored towards abuse right now. Yeah. Because and this anyone, is another system of that. Yeah, because seemingly anyone can copy strike anything that they they want to. You know, if you if you have a if you have a company, um, then you you can go you, yeah you can just basically go around striking videos. Well, and and part of the problem is like I tweeted at Harris Heller. Yeah. Um, one time because I was like, hey, like, dude, you advertise Streambeats as being copyright free, and now my video has a copyright strike on it. Like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. And he was like, oh, it's not me. Like, that's another company put a copyright claim on your video saying that they own Streambeats music. And I'm like, that's so messy. How up. is, like, Streambeats' whole thing is that they're copyright free. Yeah. And they can't even defend their own copyright online. Yeah. Like, that, the system is broken, right? And, like, yep. I don't know. I, I don't, obviously, like, th these are things that might, it might just be that the system is new and we still have to iron things out and they will get better. But at the same time, I have had a lot of problems and I'm I'm just, I'm hopeful that it, I am hopeful that it gets better, but I'm also cautiously like, I don't know that it will be. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, we can hope for the best, obviously in this situation, but you know, these, these things are very complicated. And so it's easy to like rage about it. Mm -hmm. Like, why are, what, what's, well, you know, how could this happen? But it is it it is delicate and it requires like people on all sides like working together to figure this out mm -hmm. and that takes time which sucks because then in the meantime <laughs> you have people like these destiny creators who have possibly lost out on their channels or their livelihood or had that mm -hmm. like frozen and stopped and that's awful right yeah and and unjustly lost all of that right yeah. you know if it was if if they were doing something wrong and they lost that then that that's the game but yeah. like 
they're, they're not. They're, yeah. they're ex explicitly doing things that Bungie wants them to be doing. Bungie wants content creators to make Destiny content. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Bungie's not out there being like, oh, these streamers are playing our game in front of audiences and convincing people to play our game. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, the, no, no company doesn't want streamers playing their game. Yeah. You know how much From Software loved that Elden Ring was the most watched game on Twitch for like two straight weeks? No, no one, no game developer is complaining about Twitch streamers playing their game. And if you are, you're dumb. Yeah. You're really dumb. Well, and that was a whole thing for a while. It was like, you know, I feel like way back in the early days of the morning show, we mm -hmm. had this conversation <clears throat> about like, about, well, streaming the game. Like, how does that work? It's a weird kind of agreement that we have because you're advertising for them and they want that advertising. But like... I, I don't know. I, there was a discussion that we had that was sparked by some kind of event. I don't remember. About, like, games being streamed and, like, I think some company was, like, was trying to take advantage of that. Oh, there was a games company that wanted streamers to pay to be allowed to stream their games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. it's like, no, no, they're already doing free advertising for you. <laughs> like, and free in a sense that, like, they might be making money from, like, doing their job in their, like, community, but, like, you're not paying them, but they are advertising your game. <laughs> it's like, you know, mm -hmm. icky that you're trying to do that. Um, uh, Sir Timorous says, wasn't Nintendo banning people for streaming the game early? Yeah, but stre if streaming the game early is a bannable offense. I yes. agree with that, right? That I think that, like, if you are, if you rip the game and you stream it, you are you have broken the like social contract of streaming. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the same way that like when reviewers get movies, mm -hmm. they have a date and they're not allowed to put out certain things before that date, mm -hmm. right? It's yeah. it's it's very like controlled. And so when a game releases that day, go to town. But streaming it early, it, you you break that code of conduct, right? Like so. Yeah. Um. It, uh. What if your copy turns up early? then you can't stream it, but play it, you have fun. You can play it, but yeah. yeah, like streaming it, like putting it out there online b before everybody else, like without, like, I don't know. It, 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 if it's nothing else, oh, it's bad etiquette. So Jimmy's is saying, no, they, they were streaming it legally. Nintendo didn't understand time zones. Fair. Wait, so it didn't drop at the same It doesn't drop time. at the same time worldwide, no. A lot of games drop earlier in Australia. God, we need to move to Australia. Well, because, I mean, I'm down if you are. Wow, okay. Um, it's warm. I, mean, I I know it's warm. But spiders. I, I know. Yeah. I know. Um no, I yeah, it's complicated. It it is very complicated. And I agree, Rockmich says, um, you, you just ripping the audio from a game and playing it on YouTube is not covered under the streaming license. Yes, but a sure. lot of yeah. a lot of music archivist channels are not monetized, right? Yeah. So they're just trying to preserve the music. And most game companies are fine with that. Um, some are not. Some are not. Nintendo is very much not. Yeah. But for the most part, like Bungie does not. But Bungie has straight up come out and said they don't have a problem with what these people were doing. Yeah. That they were fine with that music being out there for people to listen to. It's the way in which the copyright strikes happened that is the problem. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, you know, I think that there's there's a lot to be said about preserving games and game media. Companies are not good at that. Just straight up. Nintendo and I, bad at that. Nintendo is without a doubt the worst. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, because Nintendo has the best music. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh yeah. Rock Mage, I understand what you're saying. Monetizing that does not make a difference legally. 
the, that that is not the point of any of this. The point is the, that Bungie is fine with them doing it, yeah. and they got copyright stricken by someone that isn't Bungie. Yeah, Bungie is the only else. person who can take down those videos legally. Yeah, take if if Bungie does not mind them having those videos up, and Bungie does not take them down, that does not mean that another person has the legal right to take down that to, to DMCA that. Yeah, for instance, right? Um, there are a lot of uh like girls who have OnlyFans channels who their videos get stolen and put on these CD gross sites, right? Mm -hmm. Where they have been stolen and ripped. Interestingly, legally, only the the people who own that OnlyFans channel can go onto those sites and issue takedowns on them. Yeah. Like, I cannot see, like, a friend's stuff get stolen and go issue a takedown because I don't own it. Yeah. And so you cannot, you cannot take down for another company out yeah. of like the goodness of your heart. That's just not how the DMCA process works legally. Yeah. And so this is a situation where a Bungie was fine with these videos being up. They did not take them down. Somebody else did. Yeah. And Bungie came out and said that they, that that, that, that is the case. Right. And, and so that, that is where we're at. I understand that legally you can't put them up if the company doesn't want you to. Yeah. And Nintendo has every right to say, we're not going to, let you have our music up yeah. but companies that are allowing people to do that and then somebody else taking it down is still illegal well you think it'd be as simple as destiny or bungie being like hey that's not us fix that please yeah but i, I guess it's not which sucks like that I, like i don't know what that process is and how mm -hmm. like and how they're going to go about getting those videos reinstated well, and honestly, like, I understand the argument that, like, anyone should be able to, like, take down protected IP to, like, protect the IP. That is a very corporate stance to take on the world. But my problem is that if you were to open up DMCA strikes to anyone who, like, knows that someone used a thing that's owned by somebody else. Well, TikTok what would happen, is doomed. No, no, no. What would happen is <laughs> that people would use it to abuse the system yeah. to attack people uh, to attack marginalized creators yeah yeah for sure without a doubt if people could take down things that they believe are copyright but they don't have the ownership of that copyright lgbt creators creators of color they would be uh, women every female gamer on the internet would be targeted over and over and over again by people yeah. trying to use that system in yeah. order to abuse those creators well, and it would be gross and it already happens like yeah. you can like mass report somebody if you get enough bots or enough people oh, yeah, like 100%. on a subreddit and our you know and so we already know that that would <laughs> that it happens in some aspects so it definitely would happen there and 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 then and that's that's like legal stuff and that mm -hmm. like that gets even dicier. And well, and one of the things about all of this DMCA stuff is that uh, the if you uh, strike back at a copyright strike, that person has to be willing to show up in court. So you will win most of these copyright strikes because the companies don't care. They're not going to show up. Yeah, yeah, true. But you have to go through that process. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially if they are not real, then they definitely won't show up to court. Um, yeah. They are not a company that exists. All right. That was a long and not my favorite topic. So let's get into something I do love, which is when Clarus makes up the news again y'all if we hit that 50 mark on our hellofresh goal uh pug se3330 over at hellofresh.com uh if we hit that 50 mark clarus is gonna have to do an entire episode a bonus episode of the morning show where we're going to do nothing but making up the news and so clarus for march 21st 2022 what is the news um the news <laughs> the news Mm -hmm. is that uh, 
16 free meals. Yes, Rockmaids, it is amazing. Thumbs up for HelloFresh. Yay. Uh, uh, so the news is that um, there was... Um, <laughs> We're going to get the news one word at a time, folks. Doing one word story. There <laughs> was a... No. All right. No improv games. Uh, so. I mean, technically, this segment is an this improv game. Is, it's, no, it's my worst nightmare. Um, so, the news is that there was... Uh, <laughs> now I understand how Christopher Walken talks. Um, he's improving all the time. <laughs> that's, that's just called speaking. That's just called having a conversation. <laughs> You don't like pre-plan conversations. Improving all the time is just called how everybody talks. That's it, folks. You two at home are playing improv. You're welcome. Oh my god. Um. So I understand how Christopher Walken speaks. <laughs> he now. does. He has that like inflection when people impersonate <laughs> him. That's what. The, that's, now he has a way of talking. That yeah, but there's like pauses know, and like stops. Of anyways, anyways. Oh Ugh. my god. Okay, make up the news. Come on. The news is that um um is that uh the 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 is that El Elden Ring mm -hmm. is a uh, a game that um is uh based off of a haunted house in Connecticut. Um yeah. Yeah, we're we're finding out the origins of this this game here and um there's a there's a, there's a haunted house in Connecticut that's uh it's uh completely uh hollowed out inside now so you you can't you can't really see much of it but you can go visit um and basically what happened is the 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 developers all got together they went on a road trip they got in like a party bus um stripper pole and everything it was a good time um drove to Connecticut and um um they uh they is I don't know well. They um. Why, why did you just hide that behind your they, hand? <laughs> As if we would get in trouble if you said that on stream. I don't know. They all uh, smoked a fat one on this party bus and went inside <laughs> the sonnet house, and they had the craziest trip ever. Um, it probably wasn't um good quality weed. Um, and uh, so <laughs> so now, uh, we have we have Elden Ring, and that's the news. Tell me you don't do drugs without telling me you don't do drugs. They they did some low quality weed and had a crazy trip. Yeah, there's God, some other stuff square. in there. Um, that's so funny. Okay, you're welcome. So you think that a bunch of Japanese video game developers mm -hmm. flew to the United States? Yeah, they actually flew to Connecticut. Yeah, they actually flew into Texas first. Yeah, and they took a party bus all the way to Connecticut. It's like one of those, it was one of those things where, you know, you have a retreat. How, how many you, hours? No, no. It's like those retreats where you're, you're, the company's like not working well together and you need to like And so build they decided trust. to torture them by making them get in a party bus from Texas to Connecticut. Do you know how long it would take you to drive from Texas to Connecticut? <laughs> Absolutely no Do you idea. have a ballpark? Uh, give me a ballpark of what you think the drive from Texas to Connecticut in a party bus would be. I don't know where Connecticut is. <laughs> Um, I just was what thinking about part the of the country do you think? Connecticut. No, 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 we're not, we're not off this yet. Okay. What part of the country do you think Connecticut is in? I think Connecticut is in 
the uh, northeast. Yeah, and what part of the country do you think Texas is in? The south. South what, though? The south-south. <laughs> First of all, no, it's not. Um, Wait, no, it's like basically as far south other than Florida. Okay, so, so what? Texas is not technically in the south. Excuse me? Physically, yes. Okay, that's but, what I'm talking about. But the American, about. Texas is not south. It, it, would, is, it, would take, it would take two days to drive. Sounds like a great party bus. From, <laughs> party buses don't have bathrooms or places to sleep. <laughs> they have benches. <laughs> I. They, they had one party bus and then an RV driving behind. Texas is the middle of the south. No. No, Texas is the southwest. Texas is like other than Florida, like as south Florida as you the can south. go. Yeah, it's no, like Florida's Florida. I'm not talking about like politically. I'm talking no, 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 about no, it's not politically. This is just correct, okay? Texas is Texas, <laughs> the South is the South, and Florida's Florida. They are three separate things. But and you have to understand southern. that they are all south of other places. Oh my god. But Okay, so what in the United States is more south than Texas? What's underneath of it? Mexico. That's what I mean. I know, but it isn't the South. It's you Southern. Ha- no, no, no. But you have to understand there is a there there there's a difference. Okay, so like the South is like Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, um, Georgia, <clears throat> like Mississippi. That's the South. Uh-huh. Uh, South Carolina, the South. Texas is Texas. It's its own thing. Sure. Yeah, and Florida is its own thing as well. Sorry, Texas. Florida is just America's penis. I hope I did not offend any of our Texas friends. Texas is the westmost south state. No, the- California is actually the westmost south state. Because California is already, is all the way, but God, California, California is not is- the south. No. But it is as south as Texas but is. There, but, but Texas, the parts of Texas are further south. Also, New Mexico is technically south and is west of Texas, but no one calls New Mexico the south. New Mexico is part of the west coast, even though it is not on the coast. Isn't South Dakota in, like, the middle of the United States? South Dakota is the northeast. Or, sorry, the northwest. So how is that south? South Dakota is south of North Dakota. Yeah. But it is not in the south. It is just the south part of... When Dakota was split in half... There was North Dakota and South Dakota, but South Dakota is in the northern United States. Okay. South Dakota is like a six-hour drive from Alberta. It's not that far. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get to South Dakota real quick. Cool. You can tell that uh, I, I did really well at geography. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I know like I know Canada really well. I would love to. One day on stream, I want you to try and name all 50 states. No. And see how... Let's just do it right now. Can no. you... How many states can you name? Uh, okay. Well, okay. We have to keep track. Okay. Like, let's go. Much. Let's go. We're doing this. Excuse this is me. this is the nightly morning show now. Okay. Uh, California, Texas, Florida. We've just said so many. I know. How I are know, you I already know. Sorry, I almost said Miami, and I was like, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There's an M one. There's an M. There's a few. There's there's the one that's like Maine. Maine is a state. Maine is a state. Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. Okay. Uh, Mississippi. Yep. Illinois. Yep. Okay, I was like, is that a city? I don't know. Nope, that's where Chicago is. Uh, Montana. Okay. Ohio. Okay. 
while, while, while. Um, Alaska. Okay. I was like, <laughs> I think that counts. Um. You are one fifth of the way there. A fifth. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, one fifth, one fifth, just over one fifth. Um, Connecticut. Thank you. K Kentucky is that a state? Yeah. Okay. That's south. But it's not That's as south as Texas. Right. But it is the south. Did I say Minnesota already? I don't think so. Okay, we'll count Minnesota. Chat, we're going to need your help on this. Um, uh, New York. Yeah. Almost forgot that one. Um, Virginia. Yes. Do you know the other Virginia? There's two Virginias? Yes, but one of them is just Virginia. East Virginia. I don't know. No, you were so you couldn't be more wrong. West Virginia. There you go. West Virginia is its own what? <laughs> okay. So Virginia and West Virginia, Mountain Mama, okay, take me home, country roads. Okay, there's another one with new in the title. New Jersey. Yeah. I always think it's part of New York, and I'm gonna get in so much trouble for that. Um Um You don't you don't have the V one yet. The other V one. You got Virginia. Uh, Vermont. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. The the maple syrup. Okay. Canada has Prince Edward Island. Yeah. What island does the United States have? Hawaii. Yep. Yeah, but also one with island in the name. There's another island. Yeah. It's not Manhattan. <laughs> Manhattan is not a state. I know. I'm confused. Okay, we got twenty, right? We got twenty. We got. There's an island. There's an island? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is this entertaining to anyone but me? If you guys want this to stop, say in chat right now. Um, yeah, there's an island. Uh, Come on, you got this. It's where uh, Family Guy takes place. That does not help Rikers me. <laughs> Island. Rockbridge, that's dark. Oh, I, I don't. Oh, there are four new states. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, um... This is great. Cool. Great. Love it. Staten Staten Island? Island. No. Yeah. Uh, waiting for my state still. God damn it. I'm so sorry. It starts with an R and it's an island. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. There I you thought go. that was a city. No, it's a state. <laughs> my first American Thanksgiving was in Rhode Island. Okay. It was delightful. So we're at 22. House. We're almost halfway. Almost. And you're missing some of the real obvious ones. Really? Yeah. You haven't even said all the ones that we said in the previous segment. Previous segment? Yeah. Uh, am I making up the news? Yeah, we mentioned some that you haven't said yet. We did? Yeah. You haven't done anything on the West Coast. The West Coast. It's just California is the West Coast. <laughs> no. There's <laughs> so many states. Uh, uh, I said Montana. <clears throat> That's not on the coast. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, God damn it. Wow. Um, um, I need more hints. Uh, what is directly beneath Vancouver? Okay, there's a city. What's the capital of the United States? The capital of the United States is Washington? Yeah, okay, so okay. Washington, D.C. is a city. Uh-huh. D.C. is not a state. D.C. But the word Washington... Washington State is yes. a state? I thought it was a school. What? I thought Washington State was a school. Seattle, Washington. 
Oh, cool. It's directly below British Columbia. It's where Twilight takes what? place. What? It is? Washington State is... I thought Washington was near Virginia. No, Washington, D.C. is near Virginia. Washington State is on the so other side why, of the country. Why? Why? <laughs> why would you do that? That is a terrible idea. See, it is a school. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, because it's in Washington State. <laughs> the, the, the school, thought, Washington State, well, is I, the state school of the state of Washington. I thought it was in Washington, D.C. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Okay, what is between Washington and California? Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Their mascot is the ducks. Anaheim. <laughs> city that you have been in recently. You're right. I just wondered if it was also a state. <laughs> oh uh, my god. What is between Washington we watched a football game of this team, the something Ducks. What? The Mighty Ducks. No, no, babe. That is a professional football team. This is a school mascot for the state of it starts with an O or Oregon. There you go. Someone on the on the train once told me to go back to Oregon, and I was like, "Lady, I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> uh, um, what is what is where is Las Vegas? Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. I always forget about Nevada. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh God. What state is Indianapolis in? Indiana? Yep. Oh, I thought I said that one already. Okay. This is going on way too long, but I'm having so much fun. Uh, yeah, we're we're can I'm Canadian. We're Canadian, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm a dual citizen, a dual citizen, so I've lived in the states, and I I can eat, I can name every state because I've been to almost all of them. But um, was that 25? Was that halfway? Or was that? We got 30? halfway. Okay, you got halfway. We're gonna end it there. Half you missed some big ones. Did I? Um, yeah. At least I said New York. I can't believe it took me that long. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. Frank and Beans that I don't know. Um. Wow, yeah. That I was did, fun. I'm sorry that took forever. And I didn't no, even that was, get them all. That was, that, that was the best part of my day. You're welcome. <laughs> no matter what happens for the rest of the day, that was the best part That's of the my highlight? day. That's the highlight? Yeah. All right. Without a doubt. All Ladies right. and gentlemen, it's time to talk about the box office. And the big question, will the Batman hit $1 billion? Before we get into that, let's hop into our top five. And you're going to notice a movie that has been in the top five for the last three months is no longer there. Kansas and Arkansas. Yeah, you forgot Arkansas. Kansas. Kansas. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the top five from March 18th to 20th is going to be the Batman with $36.8 million. Uh, let's pop back. Let's let's turn this off for a second. Can we just talk about how the Batman only dropped like 44%? Guys, the Batman only dropped 44%. Batman's doing well. We are, I'm super, super pleased to see that. Um, you know, we're, we're the conversation is going to be whether or not it's going to make a billion dollars after we get through this, but like 44% drop in its third weekend is pretty solid. People are definitely going back to see that movie. Glad to see it's doing well. Yeah. Um, in number two, uh, do you know what that movie is, Clarice? Number two? Can you tell from that poster? Venom. <laughs> no, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, a animated movie, uh, an anime, if you will. It came in at $14.8 million in 2,200 theaters. That is huge for the animated feature uh, and is very exciting after um, some of the Dragon Ball Super movies and uh, the My Hero Academia movie, it is undeniable that there is a market in the United States and Canada for anime at the big screen, That's bigger awesome. than a lot of even American films. Yeah. Uh, Uncharted is in number three 
with 8 million, it only dropped 13.5% this weekend. So that is still uh, raking in a few dollars every month. They're making money. Every week, I rather. Uh, and uh, the erotic uh, horror movie X uh, from A24 premiered at $4.4 million. I had literally no desire to see this movie until I watched some of the reviews of it. And now I definitely want to because it uh, is getting really, really good reviews, and it looks like it is a solid little film that I will go see without my wife, because she does not like scary things. I do not like scary but I like sexy things, so... That's true. Uh, it is about um, a porn shoot in the 70s that goes wrong. Oh. And people die. Like, like, um, supernaturally goes wrong? No, like they get murdered. Oh, there's like a, like, killer in there. I don't know. I haven't seen it. So oh, like, I thought, you said you read about it. And yeah, stuff. but thankfully I have not been spoiled on, like, the specifics, you know? Okay, so, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm very excited to go see X, personally. Yeah. Um, and uh, then Dog, that Channing Tatum movie, still making money. It is in number five at $4 million. That was also a 21% drop. Not a lot dropped off this weekend. Everyone mm -hmm. kind of held pretty well, uh, including Spider-Man No Way Home, which dropped 21% as well, uh, down to 3.2 million. Uh, but Spider-Man No Way Home, importantly, is at $797 million domestically right now. Dang. And uh, I'm going to be honest, y'all. These numbers are pulled early in the day. The actuals for all these are not out, so these can all change. But Spider-Man No Way Home is just a few million dollars from 800 million domestic, mm -hmm. which is just an absolutely massive number which mm -hmm. is just so good for them especially considering the fact that they opened when we were in the middle of the omicron wave yeah yeah seriously um death on the nile pulled in another 1.7 million that is still making money but did not uh, manage to cross the 50 million uh mark domestically i don't think that it is going to mm -hmm. so death on the nile i think will ultimately be uh not a very uh considered a very successful film um however uh that one still came out in more pandemic-y times so i think yeah. it'll get a pass for that uh, but the big story, obviously, the Batman pulls in another uh, thirty million. Do you think this movie's going to hit a billion dollars? Um, maybe. Honestly, I here's the thing. My thoughts regarding the Batman were, you know, it's a, it's a long movie. It's a big commitment. I don't know if people are going to go see it multiple times, but, like, it, they're doing well. They're barely dropping off, like mm -hmm. in terms of in terms of scale, right? You know, like if you, sorry, excuse me, it, like before we started doing box office stuff, I would have heard like forty four percent. That seems like big, but that that's that's not at all. That's like oh, forty four percent is a really good hold. That's a really really solid hold. Yeah, yeah. I for a superhero movie, obviously, like the bigger the bigger your opening is, the 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 bigger drops you have. If so, there's a lot of movies that will open at $10 million mm -hmm. and then we'll drop off like 2% and pull 9 million the next weekend. Yeah. That's different than the kind of like you open to $120 million. You're not going to do that every week. Right. Yeah. I, my, okay. My thoughts on the Batman are, I think it depends on how well the movies do. Uh, the other movies that are coming out in the next couple of weeks do. Mm -hmm. um, because I think um, with spring coming around, things are warming up. Mm -hmm. People are ready to get outside, you know. And in Toronto, the mass restrictions are being dropped. Um, like, people are able to move around with more freedom and things like that. And so I I think that movie theaters are going to be doing really well in these next couple of weeks. And so I think it's going to depend on the other things coming out around the Batman, whether or not it can hold... Or whether or not people are going to be like, well, I'm going to go see a movie. And, like, these ones, uh, their reviews are fine. So I'll just go see Batman, you know. I am going to firmly say it's not going to hit a billion dollars. 
Okay. Uh, for one reason, and one reason only, is that I had originally said that the Batman had a really solid chance after week one. Yeah. What was the one thing? I was like, it needs to hit a billion dollars. The one thing it needs to hit a billion dollars? Yeah. In, that vid- in our in the nightly morning show, I said there's one thing it needs to hit a billion dollars. Uh. She doesn't remember our videos. I said it needs to open in China. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I was like, if this movie opens in China, I think it has a really good chance. Yeah. Well, the Batman opened in China this weekend. Oh. The Batman opened in China, and I was I was thinking that it was going to be in the 50 million range. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like, it'll make, like, 50 million dollars. Good word of mouth. I think the Chinese audience might like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't. They didn't show up for it. The Batman only got 12 million dollars okay. over the weekend in China, which is fine, but not great. It's right? not great. With $12 million in China, the chances of them managing to pull in another $400 million worldwide through the remainder of its run seem very limited to me. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, I, I China is in a, a series of lockdowns right now because of waves of the coronavirus. So whether or not the Chinese audiences actually like enjoyed the film or didn't enjoy the film might have nothing to do with the success of the movie. It might be that they cannot go cannot to go theaters. Yeah. Um, and so who knows, maybe like in a few weeks, the Chinese lockdowns will lift and people will go see the Batman in theaters. However, um, the one thing that is known about the Chinese box office is that if movies come out later in China than in other parts of the world, uh, there is a lot of piracy in China. Uh, that tends to happen about films that are able to get online from other places before they're in the Chinese market. However, if you're able to open day and date with your China release, you tend to do better. Right. Um, so it is entirely possible that that is going to hurt it. Also, as Richardson 7 brings up, the HBO Max release is next month. Uh, that 40-day window is going to hurt these films a lot. And at this point, I, I just don't see the Batman getting $400 million more uh, than the $600 million when it's going to pull in Probably less than, uh, I, I would say maybe has a hundred million do- more in the tank domestically. You think so? Maybe. It really depends once Morbius comes out. That's the thing. That's... I think it depends on the movies that are coming out in the next couple weeks. I think, you know, as soon as we get closer to, well, yeah, it depends on how long it stays in theaters, right? Mm-hmm. If it can make it all the way until Doctor Strange 2... Oh, it won't be. No, because it'll, it'll be on HBO Max by then. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's going <clears throat> yeah. on. So that, yeah. Yeah, it'll... Nah, it, it's kind of... You're right. It's probably done. I think it has like this weekend and then uh, next weekend is... This weekend is the last weekend. It's kind of free. And then next weekend is Morbius. Yeah. So I I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to hit a billion, but I think it I will think probably hit, end up around 800 million. I, I think we'll say, get like 200 million more. I think it'll hit 750. Yeah. Seven fifty to eight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Which is um uh, unfortunate, you know. You you know, I, I want to see more in this world. It's a two hundred million dollar movie with probably a hundred and fifty million dollars in marketing, at least. I mean, they still made money. <laughs> and so, the, not as much as you think, right? Because of a lot of how international contracts work, uh, they get less than fifty percent of that back uh, from a lot of those international markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chinese release; these companies only get thirty three percent of the money made in Chinese box offices. And so when you actually break down the math, uh, you have to more than double your budget um, plus um, marketing in order to make money. Gotcha. And so this money, this uh, Batman was by no means a flop yeah. at all. Like it, it, it didn't even break even. Like this movie made money. Yeah. However, I, I don't think it's going to make nearly as much as I would have liked for it to. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just realistically. Okay. Uh, in other uh, in other news, um, it did hit 300 million domestic, which is huge. 
So that's very exciting. I also, I wanted, before we get off the box office, I want to bring up uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Because, you know, if we look at this, that it opened in number two, but if it weren't for the Batman, Jujutsu Kaisen, $15 million could be a number one in a different weekend of the year. Mm -hmm. And I have to wonder, do you think that with the success of My Hero Academia, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, and the Dragon Ball Super movies, are we going to start seeing more domestically released anime films at the box office? Oh, I think so. Like, uh, like it's... And, you, uh, and uh, okay, my perspective is purely based off of what I'm seeing at like it within like nerd culture and like comic cons mm -hmm. where like anime is blowing up people love it yeah. like people people show up for it they 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 have a passion for it mm -hmm. and when you see movies like that hitting box office and and taking that number two spot like that's pretty great yeah you I know pe like people are gonna see this as people are gonna see that as like good opportunity um and I think it, like, brings in a diverse audience to the movie theater, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's really good value in movie theaters putting up a wide array of movies because you've got someone who won't show up for this type of movie but will show up for mm -hmm. something, like, for some anime that they really want to see. And, yeah. like, they're going to be looking for any way to make their money back because they make their money off of food sales. Yeah. <laughs> and so just getting people in the theaters, <clears throat> I think, is the main concern. So having the a wide selection to choose from is at the theater's benefit, I think. Yeah, well, and it, even like we we live in a very Indian part of the country. Like mm -hmm. the the Indian population is so high in uh, uh, the part of Ontario that we live in. Yeah. And so when we go to the movie theaters, a lot of the theaters are showing Indian films in um, their native language, mm -hmm. and they're packed, right? And I think that as movie theaters are going to be transitioning into whatever the next life of the movie theater is, that kind of model where you go, okay, who is around the movie theater and how can we best represent them is going to make more money than the like, all right, we're going to put in whatever the Hollywood movies are and just hope people go see them. Yeah. And I think that more diverse, more international fare is going to become the norm. And I love that because I'm a big, I love international film. I, mm -hmm. I, I will go see movies in any language to go see what people around the world are making. I don't want to only have the option of seeing American made film. Yeah. Uh, and so this is just, it's, it's been really nice to see. And I, I really want to see more Bollywood films in America. You know, mm. we have this giant enterprise of filmmaking in India, making incredible movies yeah. and they're not making their way to American eyes. And I think that I, I want to see more of them. I want to see more Japanese cinema. I want to see more Chinese cinema. I really liked, um, Oh my god, what was the uh it's on Netflix now. There there was this Chinese sci-fi film like 2 years ago about um worlds that move and it was brilliant and beautiful and like well, and I, I know, just love it. Like I I know it like won a bunch of awards but people couldn't stop talking about Parasite. Oh my god, yeah. Right? yeah. Like, Parasite's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I still have to see it. It's, like I've heard it's incredible and I yeah, I Oh yeah, I want to see way more Korean cinema, right? And mm -hmm. so I think that as as, as, as people go to the movies less because streaming services makes everything more viable, I think that movie theaters have to transition towards experiences that people are going to want to participate in. Yeah. And I think that international fare and particular anime, mm -hmm. because anime fans love to experience anime together, mm -hmm. I think that those are going to become the kinds of things that make movie theaters money and keep movie theaters afloat as the streaming services continue to carve out sections of their business. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling and, you know, maybe this is like, I've never worked in a movie theater, and maybe this is, like, just me talking out my ass. But I feel like movie theaters would really benefit um, going back to the more... Remember how... And, and, and not this part of it. But do you remember how 
you know, when the the hottest movie dropped and you had to line up, you had to be there early no, if you wanted to God, get to, no, 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 don't bring that back, no, please. For the I, not that, not that, not that. I'm talking about you. You buy your tickets and you you pick your seats and like that's done. But if if movie theaters are able, you know, that we're now that we're coming out of COVID slowly, mm-hmm. if they're able to manufacture like opening night parties or like gatherings or have mm-hmm. like limited like merch things, like if they're able to make a community out of the things that are being released there, you know, people will be more inclined to go and experience that instead of waiting till it's on streaming because a, they'll be able to find more like-minded people, like you do at Comic Con and stuff like that. Well, they already and are though, right? Like we're we're seeing like uh, you if you go on opening night, yeah. After the movie, there's a 15 minute Q and A with the like Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, and you know if you go to the Batman fan event, yeah. you get to watch the Q and A with the stars after the movie, and like yeah. there we're seeing movie theaters do stuff like that. Well, yeah, and I just think that like uh, you <clears> know <throat> we we were very concerned about movie theaters for a while, mm-hmm. and I'm happy that like they seem to be okay. But you know, you, like you said, streaming services are really pulling a lot of they're they're pulling a lot of eyes they're pulling a lot of attention and i think that the movie theaters have to do something about it and yeah i hope that i hope that i I, and i have no idea this is like i said me talking my ass but i think it'd be so nice to have like your local movie theater create like a a community around the the content that they're showing Mm -hmm. um it's just tough on the employees having worked in a movie theater like you, you're already stretched thin yeah. in a movie theater. Your margins are super thin. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, that 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 is a tough thing to do without sure. having space for it, right? Because mm-hmm. you have to get people out of the theater to get more people in. And so you would have to have, like, rooms or, like, locations for that, and that is a hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, that's what I that's what I mean by I'm talking my ass because I, I don't know how these things would work logistically and, like, how you go about it but it's something that i would love to see and i don't know how it could happen but mm-hmm. i think uh, i i think it could be potentially beneficial especially with the rise of streaming yeah no i love the idea i think that one thing that movie theaters need to do is start negotiating with streaming services to show their finales i think that or and premieres mm-hmm. i think that like when Game it of is Thrones... so stupid to me that amc doesn't show mandalorian season three premiere yeah like I... how how do you not go hey disney can we sell tickets for I cuz I would pay a premium ticket price to go be there when the Mandalorian season 3 premiere. Yeah, I went drops. um I went for the uh Sherlock finale, yeah. the uh Benedict Cumberbatch one for I think it was season 3. Um I yeah, I went and bought a movie ticket for the finale and it was amazing. Like I, and, I loved it. And if you're Disney, what do you lose? Because know. people are going to show up for the premiere and like I, I look, here's the thing, I would go every week. If you told me that every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. I buy a ticket for the season, and I, my Wednesday night for seven weeks is that I'm going to see The Mandalorian in cinemas. Mm-hmm. I'm there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would I would give you my money up front for all seven weeks. I would show up every week, and I would watch the, I would watch the TV show. Yeah, 100%. It's a Wednesday, so you're not going to lose business, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to lose new movie business. It's not on the weekend. It's on Wednesdays. Like, Disney should partner up with these theaters, and Disney would make more money... <laughs> Yeah. Off stuff that they're already... I, I'm also going to have Disney Plus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's they just more money for them. They already have the Disney Plus money. So, yeah, it only, it only in my eyes, benefits them at least. And, I yeah, I just... I think that, like, you have excitement around these franchises mm-hmm. that is unlike anything else. I would love if they were like, all right, we're going to air all six hours of WandaVision. 
If you want to watch WandaVision in theaters. If they gave away like an intermission, I would yeah. absolutely and watch that. There is a 10 minute intermission every two episodes. Mm-hmm. It's a six hour event. I like I would do that for almost all of the Marvel shows, right? Yeah. Even a year later, if they were just like, we're going to special event this. There's so many things that I'm like, why are they not monetizing these, the way that people want to see this on the big screen when... It's not going to hurt Disney Plus's business yeah. to also make money in theaters. Yeah. I just find it very confusing. Well, because tech is expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, your everyday person does not have a home theater system, right? Right, like, yeah. They're trying to make do with what they can, and especially, you know, tech, it, like, it, a, lot, a lot of parts are hard to find, and with everything going on in the world, that, like, that side of things is going to get just even more difficult. Mm-hmm. But, like, people don't, people don't have those experiences in their homes. Yeah. And I, th- I think offering that would be an amazing idea. I, I don't know what would be stopping them. The contract stuff with the union, it, it gets complicated because you're going to have to pay out that money. But like when Game of Thrones right. aired, when Game of Thrones aired the um the the long night battle, whatever that episode's called, um in theaters, they made $2 million. I believe it. That's yeah. real money. You know what I mean? And like Star Wars would make more than that. Yep. Rand, thank you so much. Rand, thank you so much. Chat. Similar to bars showing PPV events. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have PPV movies, right? Yeah. And I would love it. I I understand that these are big projects, but like Disney's a big company and AMC's a big company, and they should be doing this. They would make so much money. You know what we should do? We should we go should, to Disney and be their special events coordinators. We should win the lottery and buy a movie theater, and we'll host all the um like show screenings that we we want to host so the nerdy nightly rather than being a bar because we've talked about it being a board game bar yeah we'll make the nerdy nightly a nerdy movie theater bar yeah where you can play board games in the bar or you can go watch or you can watch yeah like we'll yeah we'll put on wandavision or we'll put on game of thrones or like you know we'll bring back like old nerdy movies which they already do that would be fun wouldn't that be cool and once a month we watch the room why? You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Why? There's one more thing I want to talk about before we... That, I think we've gotten through all that. So let's okay. talk about this final thing that I want to talk about. Um, poor, poor Overwatch. Poor, poor oh, Overwatch. Oh, no. Um, so sad. I do feel bad for everyone at that company who isn't a piece of crap, but... Yes. Uh, Overwatch is coming back. The professional league where, like, the esports people play are, the game. Are they? <laughs> uh, they can't get sponsors. <laughs> Because no one wants to sponsor Activision Blizzard. Because who would want to affiliate themselves with Activision Blizzard? Other than Microsoft, who's trying to buy them for $70 billion. Um, I mean, yeah, buying them out, though, is better. Because you'd be like, oh, we're reforming. They're coming under our umbrella. But, like, sponsoring them means different, right? Yeah, no one wants to sponsor uh, Overwatch's professional season. So if you have a lot of money and want to be affiliated with sexual harassment, uh, give your money to Overwatch. Uh, and sponsor their season. Wow. Yeah, if you would like for your company name to be next to an ongoing year-long discussion about how awful it is to work at Activision Blizzard, give them your money. Yeah. They need it what for a great their video game. sales pitch. Um, I, but, like, what, 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 what I know. did they expect? I know, I know. And I feel, look, I, and I feel bad, like you said, for the people that, like, are not, that are not, assholes right oh and i feel bad for the fans and, and yeah. for the players right for, for all the esports players who are just good people who just happen to love overwatch mm-hmm. i feel bad for them i want to be very clear like it is unfair that the game that you love is is behind this wall of problematic bullshit right a hundred percent i do not want to be flippant about those people but also like the company that's trying to make this happen i'm like of course you don't have sponsors right now yeah. what are you talking about why are you surprised <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's weird because I'm like, I wouldn't sponsor you either. I don't think this Activision Blizzard stuff ends until they're bought out. I no. think as long as they are still the company that had all the problems, they're, they're, they can't get out from under this. Unless it's like years from now. But yeah, there's no there's no like short term solution other than being bought by somebody. Yeah, and, and look, I don't want Microsoft to own everyone, right? But I think that Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard puts an end to some of this because they, I, and maybe it doesn't, but like it helps this this wound move on. Maybe. And the problem is they're just such a big company that they're in the news. They are making stuff. They have so many employees, and like for for so many people's sakes, we need to move on from this. Yeah. And we need to get rid of the parts of that company that are toxic and awful. Yeah. And, or, or we just let it die and is the other option, right? But like, you know, I, there's a lot of people who love Overwatch. I would yeah. love to be able to enjoy Starcraft again. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and not feel like I'm I'm contributing to a company that is is creating a terrible work environment for their employees. Like, you yeah. know, I, I, I want to, I, I, I love Blizzard properties and I have since I was a very young child. And I, I want to get past this, but, like, they need to somehow get past this. Yeah. In the right way. And mm-hmm. I think that them being bought is probably the best way. But, like, if you do watch Overwatch or if you play Overwatch, I am sorry. This season's probably going to be a mess for you. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, and it sucks. It's, it's, this is really disappointing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But that, those are the consequences that, yeah. you, that the company has to face because they fucked up. Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's our show. <laughs> y'all. Sorry, uh, Blizzard. <laughs> sorry, Blizzard. I'm not that sorry. Y'all, if you liked this show, like the like the video, please. Hit the, hit the like button so more people see it. If you don't like it, that's fine. Leave me in comments down below. The algorithm got us hungry, and we must feed her. Uh, neither of us is going to be streaming today, but I'm going to be back tomorrow with some Elden Ring. Y'all, uh, we're going to fight the fire giant. So if you want to come see if I can beat his booty hole, uh, come check that out. Or... Uh, come back on Wednesday when Clarus returns to streaming. Yay. Her valiant return to streaming after her months-long battle with uh, her hair. Uh, it's It's been choking her in her sleep. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's just it's been violent. Stressful. Yeah. My hair just hates me. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm coming back on Wednesday. We're going to be playing Witcher and Gwent, obviously. Um, I'm super excited. I wanted to stream today, but my voice... I, we, you know, we, we want to make the morning show happen, but... My voice is definitely tired from con, uh, and so I'm just gonna be, gonna give myself uh, that extra couple days. Yeah, and I'll see you Wednesday. It'll you know we'll we'll hang out for a while, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, uh, come back. Uh, this Friday is gonna be another episode of that book club. You know, you know the one. So uh, definitely <laughs> get your reading in before then. And until next time, y'all. My name's Nerdy, and I'm Clarus. Do something nerdy tonight, mm-hmm. and to all of our live friends. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>